0: I'm going to begin uh, my talk this evening by reading some verses from John 13, and those are the verses that sit between the two gospel readings that we heard this evening, and they're verses that for some reason our lectionary misses out. So John 13, 18 to 13. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those that I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Verily I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send, accepts me, and whoever accepts me, accepts the one who sent me. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another, at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread, when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, what you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, Some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival, or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. Simon Peter was appalled that Jesus would take the role of a servant and try to wash his feet. This great man who had performed miracles taught thousands and commanded storms to be still. He was going to wash Simon Peter's feet. It was unbelievable. Jesus should be waited upon. His every need should be met by others. The crowd had just welcomed in, of course, him with cries of Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus is the Lord, the Holy One, and should be served by others, not the other way around. Simon Peter simply cannot sit and have his feet washed by his teacher. It's too much, it's too hard. It's not how the world works. What would it mean if teachers served their students, if leaders served their people? I wonder if Simon Peter understood, if he'd had a moment of revelation, or if he was just so overwhelmed by the thought of not having a part with Jesus that it led to this complete about turn. He's a man of extremes, isn't he? All or nothing. And this act of humility by Jesus is saying something about who he is, about what it means to hold authority in the kingdom of God. Once again, Jesus is turning everything upside down. He doesn't need to be waited on. Jesus washes his disciples' feet, not because he has to, or because it's expected, but because it is who Jesus is, the servant king. Jesus washed the disciples' feet, including Judas, who was going to betray him, including Simon Peter, who was going to deny him. When Jesus says you should wash one another's feet, he doesn't only mean the feet of those who are our friends, but also the feet of those who betray us and deny us. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And that is the calling of all disciples to recognize the image of God in the other and to wash their feet we are called to serve each other following the example of jesus betrayal from a closest friend i can imagine the disciples looking around at each other wondering who it could be simon peter quick to speak as usual nudges the one whom jesus loves and whispers you ask him. Lord, who is it? They still have no idea what is to come. What did they think this betrayal was and what it would mean? Jesus knew, of course. Have there been times when you have felt as though you were out in the dark? Perhaps you have been rejected while seeking to serve another, or maybe you have not let someone else serve your needs, and it was night. Perhaps you have struggled to see the image of God in another, or maybe they have struggled to see the image of God in you. And it was night. Perhaps you have been betrayed. Or maybe you have betrayed someone you love. And it was night. Perhaps you have denied God. Or maybe denied your identity as Jesus' disciple. And it was night. Night. A new command, to love one another. In the darkness of night, the call of Jesus is to love, not to try to change or berate, not to fix or to teach, but to love. As disciples of Jesus, we should be known in the world by our love. How sad it is that this isn't always the case how often, in fact, the opposite is true. And then, in those moments, we are poor witnesses to the Gospel. There are so many examples, however, where light and love are shining in the world. Think of the prison chaplain, who listens and shows compassion. Think of the volunteer at the family project, who cares and offers a break to a weary parent. Think of the young man fighting for an end to racism within the church. Think of so many others. All of these are acts of love, the love to which we are all called to choose each day, each moment, each interaction. Let's not forget that Jesus' command to love is surrounded by Judas' betrayal and Simon Peter's denial. Jesus knows that it isn't always easy to love or to be loved. Today, we are all invited to receive this love from Jesus, this self-giving love that enables us to love each other As we are loved, even in the midst of betrayal and denial, even in the depths of the night, Jesus calls us to love one another. Amen.